Thanks for joining us in today's episode as we take a deeper dive into the Abundance Experiment series, where we explore the journey of poverty consciousness all the way to abundance and prosperity consciousness and everything in between. Today's show, we have such a special guest. She is actually our kickoff guest for the entire series and the entire podcast. She is my very dear friend, Nicole Castell. Her and I met about three years ago and have been on such an amazing adventure of conscious exploration of friendship and exploring the nature of reality, consciousness, entrepreneurship, finding our path, finding our way. But it all started with some seeds that got planted three years ago around abundance. In fact, these seeds were so powerful that the ones that she shared with me back then, which she's going to share with all of you today, actually completely transformed my own journey and my own experience of prosperity and more specifically on my favorite topic of money and the energetics of money and everything that comes with it. In fact, as you'll hear in the episode, money is an energy and it is a tool and it's a mirror for us to see ourselves more deeply. And it's a way for us almost to see ourselves outside of ourselves when it comes to our self-worth and our value and our energy management. So I invite you to continue to watch this series as we really dive deep in exploring this topic and many others, but I'm so grateful for you to get a chance to meet Nicole, and it's an episode that you really don't want to miss. She is going to give you a lot of key takeaways and brilliant nuggets of inspiration and wisdom that rewrote her money story and helped me rewrite my own and will help you rewrite yours. So thanks so much for joining us in today's episode. And here we go. Welcome back in visionaries to the dream into being podcast where mind science, transformational psychology and magic all merge into one. If you're ready to dream again and transcend the inertia of what you've known, then I invite you to join me, your host and envisioneer, Kat Divine, in expanding the boundaries of your own fantasia by remembering that you are the master you've been waiting for. So welcome, welcome, Nicole. I'm so happy that you are here. (laughs) And first of all, thank you so much for doing this. So just FYI to all of our listeners, this is round two. I actually made her (laughs) record an audio only version and then decided I wanted to put us on camera. So she is such a ride (laughs) girlfriend and she is here with us today. Uh, to hopefully really change your understanding of what's possible and to bring a little bit of hope and imagination and enchantment into your life. So Mm -hmm. what I want to do is instead of starting off by giving everybody a bio of who you are, I would love for us to do like a mini brag session. Okay. And I'm going to start it off with you and just give you some space to absolutely celebrate yourself 
and just brag about some of the accomplishments that you have experienced specifically in your own abundance experiment. And uh, then we'll come back and I'll wrap it up and we'll have a conversation. That sounds so good. Uh, Well, first I will say you also left out something that I'll call myself out on. And I don't think this is a brag at all, but I'm also re-recording this because I cuss too much. And so (laughs) I'm I'm a little sassy, a little Southern. I just, you know, so sorry in advance. I'm going to keep those uh, F-bombs to the minimum. (laughs) And and I can do the sound effects. So it's all good. Oh, fart noise, please. (laughs) Over. Yes. Um, Okay. Well, okay. Bragging through the lens of abundance. I love this. Um, I was telling you this a couple minutes ago, but when I do stop and think about it, I realize, um, and I have over the past couple of years where things have really deepened in my own awareness of abundance, that I am a really pretty great manifester. And sometimes that works in my favor and sometimes that isn't. And we can get more into that of like our awareness of what our thoughts are doing, what our beliefs are. Um, But I would say more often than not, I do get versions of what I am desiring or hoping to align with. So I will say that's pretty cool. Um, It's completely changed how I approach shifting my life or going after things that I want. Um, I've made more money than I could handle. So I lost the money. Like to me, that's a, yeah. uh, like double-edged sword, but, um, that was a really cool experience that I learned from. We could talk more about that, but, um, and just the abundance of just love and, you know, I, I think it'll be important to hit on that abundance is financial, but it also, can be so much more and is so much more depending on where you'd like to put that perspective. But um, I'm just really blessed and I'm really held. And the more I've surrendered to a larger creator um, impact or influence, and I say creator, just whatever your belief is uh, that's out there versus my own ego and learning how to dance within that um, has made my life easier, but it also doesn't come with you know, the surrender walk and the trust and all that muscle building. So I don't know if that's like a boring brag, but through the lens of abundance, that's just what came up. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to go ahead and finish off that brag session (laughs) Okay. because, you and you already know this, you're one of my favorite humans that Mm -hmm. is walking planet earth. You came into my life at just like that magical moment where back in 2020, I just knew it was time. Like it was just time to change my life and let go of some of the old stories. And one of the stories that I walked with for the majority of my life, well over 40 years was the poverty consciousness story. And then it really, again, it's like such an amazing thing to have that as an experience to learn from and as a bridge to reach out to more people. So I'm forever grateful for that. However, it, it, there came a moment where I knew this is a consciousness thing. This is not like behaviors and actions. Those come later. And yeah. it was truly, how do we see ourselves? And in walks Nicole into my life. <laughs> and what a godsend, because 
up until that point, truly, I had never had anybody willing to talk to me about money. It was, I was probably obsessed with it when I was like five years old, just really fascinated by like, what is this thing that everybody wants that (laughs) nobody will talk about? And it infiltrates so many parts of our life, yet it's such a mystery. And I will tell you, that was such a pain point for me (laughs) in my whole existence because I'm finding that my dharma, as well as yours, is so entangled with abundance, prosperity, resources, and shifting this consciousness so that we can all just take care of ourselves better and those that we love and globally at some point. So mm-hmm. really, you really were that person for me to completely mm-hmm. open up the possibilities that were available. And I think what I loved about your approach so much is there was like just no energy on the fact that I was going through what I was going through. There was just so much um, like space to be authentic and vulnerable and real. And then there was also no guilt or shame when you would share these incredible manifestations. And I remember you even told me at one point, I hope this doesn't trigger you, but X, Y, and Z happened this year. And I was like, trigger me. That may as well be the best news I've ever heard (laughs) because to find out that my bestie is commanding that amount of abundance from the universe, just, um, completely reorganized what I thought was possible. So I just want to thank you so Mm. much for that because it really changed my life and it really put me on this course. (laughs) It put me on this course that, you know, one of my intentions for this show that, you know, and that I'll share with the audience is again, to normalize these things, because the only reason we have any fear about anything is simply because we don't understand it. And so having that bridge of understanding and communication that you offered to me, wow, it was just like, oh, you know, you can read all the books that you want. You can watch all the podcasts that you want, but until you have somebody in front of you that is a peer that can show you that it is possible for you, there's just um, such a, a like dissonance mm-hmm. of thinking that it's even possible. So any of you who don't know my personal story yet, uh, I do have a video up that you can go watch. And I just kind of walk you through what the last three years of my life has been. And I'll tell you what, it can change so quickly. It's so mm-hmm. wonderful. And that's why I'm so grateful and so excited that Nicole is here with us today because she's actually like our official kickoff call. <laughs> and recording for not only uh, the Abundance Experiment series, but for the entire podcast. So just Mm. (laughs) so amazing to me that here we are, you know, coming back. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hand it off to you next. And what I would love for you to share with our listeners today is just painting a picture of where did you start? Where were some of your money wounds? Um, Mm. What was your consciousness like when you started this journey? And then maybe bridging over into what the transition was and what was created as a result. Yes. Um, First, I just want to say I love you so much. And everyone listening, um, Kat has equally been an expander for me or more. 
Um, and we will get to that at a whole other topic, but she is a, a phenomenal embodiment of empowerment, uh, her own manifestation. And it's been just such a thrill. And like, I feel like not even saying anything negative around myself, but it's like, I just, you've skyrocketed or I was going to say like, you've ran circles around me with like how much I feel like you've, your, your life has shifted, I guess, maybe in more of like the difference of how I met you and (laughs) where you are now. And I think we always look at our own self as like, oh, I'm not as where I'm supposed to be or where I want to be, but you're incredible. And I can't wait for your audience just to get to know you better and just Mm -hmm. everyone. And you truly have such an impact. So thank you for, oh, I just realized my dog is underneath my (laughs) desk and I touched its furry face because it's thundering. (laughs) Yeah, it's so cute. Um, So anyways, thank you. Love you. Um, Happy to be here. Okay. So I grew up... um, like in a pretty regular middle-class family um, in the 90s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, when all the, when um, I was getting all of my indoctrination of life and beliefs and, you know, what things are and aren't from society and parents and school and stuff like that, just to give you a timeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to Catholic school. I had, my dad owned his own construction company. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. I had a younger brother and then a sister 10 years older than me that was living at her mom's, um, you know, just doing her own thing. So I kind of grew up as the uh, oldest child Mm -hmm. and I was just, um, I was taught about like work hard for your money. Money doesn't grow on trees. If you want something, you got to earn it. So I really... I think because my dad came from a dad who had his own company and he started his own company and you just, as you know, and any other entrepreneur listening, it's like, no one's doing it for you. And so you really got to make everything happen for yourself. And so I really appreciate that hard work and that ethic of, of doing that. And, um, I, I, remember telling you this prior, but one thing I'm really grateful for is that, you know, growing up and when I was starting to get allowance and stuff like that, and I wanted to get my first, like, I don't know if it was a Walkman, like a CD Walkman or it was a CD player. Again, I gave you the timelines, everyone warning. Yeah. (laughs) Technology that literally doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Dad was like, cool. Love it. I don't know what it was. 30 bucks. That was probably maybe like equivalent of who knows, 50 or 60 now, but he's like, how bad do you want it? I will meet you at half. And as someone who's making, I don't know, $3 a week, I don't know, an allowance, you know, it was like, all right, save your money. How do you want it? So it's just stuff like that. And, um, I remember when I was 11 or 12 and I couldn't have a real job yet, I would draw my own, um, flyers and decorate them and say what I was available for. And I would go uh, cool. be like pulling weeds or like t- yeah. taking your am- animals for a walk or just <laughs> um, babysitting. Um, but yeah. I think that was my little entrepreneurial flair of just, um, I think one thing that's coming to mind, that was a layer on that. I saw that money also gave you options. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah. I was my kind of the entrepreneurship and then kind of like, oh, I, you know, I'm t- 11, 12, 13, I'm, I'm starting to want stuff, you know? <laughs> and so like, and 
how can I contribute to that? So I would say overall, I had pretty decent upbringing about money. Um, I'm going to try to think of any shadows. I think it, I think I would say I just the basic shadows of trade time for money. Mm -hmm. So you can only really go. The ceiling is how much time you have to give in a day is how much there's a ceiling to what you can earn. Um, money doesn't, you know, it's not easy to make money. You got to do mm -hmm. stuff. And I, I, I definitely respect the reciprocity, like the energy exchange to receive something, yeah. but I think we're so much worthy and it can be so much more worthy. And I think it, nowadays we're obviously seeing that it's so much easier than we have been led to believe in the past. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I started off with a decent, I believe like baseline for, for money. Awesome. And then fast forward us into now you're out in the world, mm -hmm. pursuing, pursuing your dreams, living the life in New York. And I know that's kind of where the awareness started to creep up that maybe there were some shadows that were participating oh, gosh. Ways that you didn't love. So if you can kind mm -hmm. of paint that picture for the audience so that they can just transfer, you know, like transport them into that moment in your life, because I guarantee you, you're going to speak to so many people that hear this because that's just mm -hmm. where they are right now. Well, I'm so glad you asked that because although I just said I had a good baseline with money and that it wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't in other, anybody else's story around that. It was hard. Mm -hmm. I also wasn't taught, and this isn't a knock on my parents, but even just the school system, like budgets, mm -hmm. budgeting, or, um, how to balance things or just financial health and financial yeah. literacy, I will say. Right. So I think that's getting better, but, um, I did not have that strong of a baseline for that. Um, so fast forward, it was always my dream to work in New York City. I work in advertising. It was a dream of mine since I was 18. I've worked really hard to do that. I was a, that was, that was it. That was my, I would have been successful if I work in New York City <laughs> uh, and I did it. And in order for me to do it, I had to take out a hundred thousand dollar loan oh, to go to um, ad school, which at the time I was in a. I was in Nashville at a small ad agency and just still trying to break in. And anyway, this ad school um, kind of allowed me to learn what I needed to learn, network how I needed to network and it, and it panned out, but I did have to take out this amount of money. And I remember when I was applying for it, my dad was really trying to help me understand how much money a hundred grand was. And in my 24 year old brain, I was just like, yeah, I get it. And then, you know, whatever the monthly payments were, I was like, oh, well, I'll have a job by then and yeah. that'll be easy. And so yeah. I didn't fully grasp. So fast forward, I um, got a job. I graduated, got a job making $55,000 in New York City, um, 2011, maybe. And it was not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And it was my loan started pretty immediately and I remember my loan payments were almost the same amount as my rent payment. And I was maybe oh. like netting three something, three and a, three to four, I don't know, a, a, a month. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, and it just like, I very quickly learned I'm in deep shit here. Like, 
I like I'm going into more debt every single month. And I would then my and then I started using credit cards and then really struggling like every single purchase. And then you just kind of numb yourself to it. And you're like, well, I guess this is what everyone does to live here. And, or I don't want to give up. I'll worry about the money part later, or I'll get a new job soon, or I deserve this bottomless mimosa brunch (laughs) because life is hard and New York is hard. So I'm going to spend 30, 40, $50 that I didn't have. And it's, it was, um, it was, I was aware, but I was definitely like head in the sand and it was like a later me problem until the later me, um, met that. Uh, and that was a very big, oh shit moment. So I was, um, I was in New York for about five and a half years. And so I was building up, I was going more into debt. I was paying as uh, everyone else who has loans, who's listening in or, uh, has had that experience, um, paying the minimum. And then, you know, that's mostly going towards interest and not really the principal. So it was just, um, you just get so lost and you get so pissed Mm -hmm. and you get so helpless and you get so hopeless. Like so many Americans and students Mm -hmm. are and currently have been or have in their life of like, how do you deal with student debt? And you kind of just, I remember going through acceptance of like, well, I'm, I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. (laughs) Will I ever get rid of it? And it kind of, you just have to make peace with it, even though it kind of really bothers you because it's heavy, mm-hmm. heavy. Cause you're, you're taught that you're supposed to save and have all of this, like, uh, like the future you and invest in, and like, how, where does this disposable income come? And so you can save uh, for your future self, or even if you want to go on a trip or even, you know, I, I couldn't even fathom my future self. I, I was just thinking about the next paycheck. Um, to be honest. Well, and then, I mean, thank you so much for sharing that with so much clarity because I could feel it. Like I, that was not me very long ago and I still have some of those things to work out. Mm -hmm. So I completely relate to that feeling of like, it's like this passive acceptance of like, I don't even know that I have any power over this. So I'm just going to ignore it. And unfortunately, what we don't realize is the cost of that is not just, you know, ignoring that debt, but the cost of it is us understanding our power and our magnetism and our capacity to create. So that's the bigger lesson here, you guys, Mm -hmm. like, just keep in mind, yes, we're using the language of money, we're talking about numbers and finances. But one thing that I'm finding to be very fascinating is that it is just like you share all the time, Nicole, it's just energy. It is just a Mm -hmm. tool for us to actually witness ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, making more money doesn't solve all of our problems. It just creates Mm -hmm. more opportunities, like you say, but Mm -hmm. it's a huge magnifying glass of who we already are. So that's what I love um, about this next piece of your story where I think you said you went home and, you know, was, mm-hmm. was sharing this, you know, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like the sense of feeling like a victim to the circumstance mm-hmm. with your dad. And I loved mm-hmm. his response. So if you can just share with the audience what happened in that conversation. Totally. Um, I had been uh, in a really dark spot. I think looking back, I would say what is would 
be one of the first experience of like a dark night of the soul. Um, I was turning into somebody I didn't really like. Plus like just being in the energetics of New York city with my sensitive Southern heart was, uh, just building up on top of the debt. And just, yeah. I was, I was getting in victim mode. I was getting frustrated around. I couldn't get a new job as everyone else is getting a new job. Everyone else seems like they don't have to worry about money, but you know, in reality, they were probably in the same situation yeah. I was. Yeah. So it's just funny for hindsight. So yeah, I went home and was having a drink, a drink with my dad and I was telling him, just kind of catching him up and he kind of gave me some tough love that I really needed to. And he, I don't remember what he said exactly, but he reminded me that I was actually the creator of my own story. And so if I wanted to yeah. um, see what I wasn't liking in my life at, to just ask myself how I've been contributing to that and reminding myself that it's all in your well, I will say mindset. I think that's more of the trendy word. And we know that there's other layers and things with that. But at the time, that's what it basically boiled down to. And it was very kind of liberating because it got me out of this prison that was giving my power away. Yeah. But it was also really sobering. And of course, you get in these moments like if somebody ever wants to, if you've ever, anyone who's listening has ever been in a situation, where someone reflects that you're the creator of this and you're like, what the heck, you know, <laughs> F you, no, I'm not, this is happening to me. You don't understand my story, whatever. And yeah. it's like, I get it. And I had to go through that with my own dad, you know, or anybody. And, but I was able to be like, wow. Okay. And then this moment I knew that I had the power to shift that. And I knew it wasn't going to be overnight. Um, but it was just so exciting because I, took the power back. And I said, all right. And then, it, and then that is step one. And sometimes that can be a long <laughs> step one. Yeah, yeah. And then the step two, which can also seem overwhelming is like, where the heck do I start? Okay. Now what, you know, cause you, cause then you're being asked to not maybe fully reverse, but just shift all of these things in your life that would end up making these conscious repatternings or whatever, but uh, yeah, so that was a really good tough love uh, convo with him that uh, like it was it was literally a pivotal point, like timeline A, I was taking care of myself with victim. And then he introduced that and I was like, timeline B and I was and it just changed the trajectory of of where I was going. So I was really grateful for that. And how amazing that, you know, we've talked about this before that information comes to us all the time, but what a miracle that you had the ears to hear it because mm -hmm. it could have just been another conversation that didn't change anything, but something in you did awaken. Mm -hmm. And so first of all, bravo, because that Thank is, you. like you said, that is step zero, <laughs> you know, like there is nothing, there's nothing you can do before yeah. taking radical responsibility to change anything in our life. And so again, there's, I think everything is sacred space that like actually victimhood, I find so much beauty in that too, because mm -hmm. it's like our chance to receive all the wounds that we are mm -hmm. going to transmute and transcend. And that's our gifting in life. So I, yeah. I have so much space for that. 
However, there's something so profound and magical when somebody gets to that moment of choice and Mm -hmm. what a powerful thing. So I know that from that point on, there was that shift and you manifested somebody in your world to help you expand your mind. And so I would love for you to take us on that next leg of the adventure with you and what, um, maybe some of the key takeaways of what Mm -hmm. transformed in your consciousness to take you from Mm -hmm. poverty to abundance. Mm -hmm. And I want to say one thing, um, as I transition into that, it's don't be afraid to speak your truth, um, in situations where you, you know, really care about the person and obviously do it in a kind way. Um, but you never know when you're planting a seed and you never know, they might not be able to hear what you're saying or receive it, but they might. And I don't think, I don't know what seed was planted, but when my dad gave me that tough love, maybe it's because I love and respect my dad, maybe because he grew up listening to Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer. And so- I had that in my body that I just literally forgot. I got so in my victim story and so mad at the world that I forgot. And so once he said that, yeah, I was able to make that choice after a little bit of not wanting to, (laughs) um, I wanted someone else to fix it. But, um, but I say that to also say another quote, my dad loves to say when this student is ready, the teacher appears Yes, and he was kind of that step one teacher, but so like I was saying earlier, okay, sure. I'll play the game. I'll take my responsibility back. I'll do this. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, but like my life is still the same. How do I start making it feel different when nothing, my bank account hasn't, I still the same job. Yep. So he reminded me about the law of attraction, which was a very, you know, I don't say basic as bad, but I think it's a great place uh, for people to start in terms yeah. of consciousness and ownership. And I think it's over the last several years of, has gotten a little uh, trendy, good, bad, and different, depending on who you listen to whatever, but it is about being able to align with the things that you want through quantum physics um, yeah. and how we're made of frequencies. So I literally just YouTubed law of attraction Wow! and, <laughs> you know, up comes Abraham Hicks. Thank God. They are a great place to start for anyone who is wanting to dive deeper on that. Um, and I, I listened to a few videos. It really started to turn the wheels and I just started listening. The YouTube algorithm was clearly listening and just kept sending me more more stuff about law of attraction and types of conscious mindset stuff. And I'll tell you, um, that is something that really helped was me literally, Mm -hmm. I, my music, like whatever I was watching, I was commuting on the subway, like two hours a day or biking. It would just be like conscious stuff. So I was really being conscious of what I was ingesting to help even offset just my whole perspective of what I was taking in. Brilliant. Um, and we can talk more about that in a moment, yes. but, um, it, that, that was a really key thing for me. So, um, and I, uh, 
through the YouTube algorithm. Anyway, it introduced me to this woman um, named Cassie, who was hosting a abundance workshop because she was on a podcast. I don't even remember the podcast. She was a guest and she said she was hosting an abundance workshop for a dollar because she figured that people who would take it didn't have money. And so the deal was you paid her 10% of whatever you manifested uh, within the 90 days. So I said, well, what do I have to lose? Um, And so I tried it and, you know, we would start doing these activities like rewiring your brain activities it was like you know the classic like vision board but then we also had to do a video vision board which I thought was really cool that I added to my repertoire and you also have history with making (laughs) video vision boards um writing down things having to uh side like just shop even though you're not spending money like like New York was great doing it, like going down, looking in the windows of the shops and being like, it doesn't matter what the price tag and just be like, I want that. And just kind of getting yourself in the moment and getting yourself in the feeling of just being able to buy whatever you want. She had us like, anytime we saw money on the ground, coins, Mm -hmm. pick it up, say, thank you universe for the abundance. And like, track that because it doesn't matter if it was a hundred dollars or one cent or 20 cents. Mm -hmm. If you just say, I am so abundant. Thank you. Universe. Like money literally falls in my lap. Like the universe doesn't, it's not keeping track. And so you're just building these muscles and expansion and the receptor points. And the universe is like, Oh, okay. You like this. I'm going to give you more of this. So (laughs) it was just all of these like building blocks of different types of, uh, like workshops or activities that we had to do every day. And it really made a huge difference because it really did shift. Um, I was starting to see how much it did shift. Um, And then I think by the time at the end of the course, I mean, so many stories that I forget now, right? It's been so long, but just incredible stories. And I think, you know, it was like $4,000 in 90 days. And I think for somebody who is really just still making her job money. That was a lot. But again, you have to count like, oh, I got 20% off this, you know, just like being able to like trick your brain on how you are abundant or someone bought me coffee or whatever. And so, yeah, I ended up paying her 400 bucks. And uh, I had a little bit of scarcity, like fear with that, but I was like, so you know, tipped with, uh, pride and like mm-hmm. empowerment doing that as well. So that was kind of my next step in, but I had to, like, I invested in myself. Mm-hmm. I was, um, listening to things that was shifting my perspective. I was doing like group support through the workshop. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a change of behavior and beliefs and yeah. what I was possible and worthy of. And, um, you don't have to do it that way. And I certainly don't always do it that way either, but I, I, I was seeing really fast results and yeah. the smaller things for sure yes. doing it that way. Yes. And for any of those of you who are really, really listening and dissecting what Nicole is sharing with you, she's hitting on such key points that if you can integrate these in your life, I think you might be like, just profoundly excited by how your reality will manipulate itself and change form around you to match this, these inner alchemies Mm -hmm. that are happening. So she started with choice. So radical responsibility and taking her power back. And then the next step was immersion and immersion is just like 
recommitting our energy and energy management to what are we consuming and like immersing herself in prosperity and abundance consciousness itself and then looking for evidence starting to Mm -hmm. document things starting to collect evidence that this new reality is true and then that changes our biochemistry which changes our electromagnetic field that's a whole quantum physics conversation I'm sure we'll have later on but these things work because of the nature of this reality and then I think one of the other key points that you've shared is like the community aspect of like surrounding yourself with other Mm -hmm. people that are thinking the same way and acting the same way and I'm telling you that was definitely the key for me Mm -hmm. because up until you and I meeting All I had before that was information Mm -hmm. and nobody in real life other than, you know, people on YouTube that felt a million miles away to reflect back to me that it was a very real possibility. So Mm -hmm. those are just like a few of like the surface level things that we can do to start changing our story. But those are ground zero things like without those things in place, they're really I don't know how somebody could do it. In fact, I've been in my own abundance experiment since probably I was 10 years old, just obsessed with this topic, but some of those key pieces were missing. And so there Mm -hmm. was such a gap between what I wanted and my reality because of those things. So just again, thank you, Nicole, one for sharing your reality with me. And then now for sharing it with whoever, you know, is blessed to make contact with this information through this podcast, because you really, you, like you said, you, that's part of your Dharma and you are planting seeds and to encourage our audience as well to do the same without Mm -hmm. any expectation of reward, but to plant those seeds because Mm -hmm. they do take root and they will start to like have a ripple effect and start to change the collective consciousness and in fact this is this is what I am so excited about with this podcast and with all the Mm -hmm. series and episodes that are coming uh my life has changed a lot and just like the last week or so which I'll catch everybody up on later but one thing I was really asking the universe of like what is it that I can do to not only change my life but to serve my purpose and to change the collective. And the answer was so awesome. It was to flood the airwaves with conscious conversation. Mm -hmm. And something about it just clicked like, wait a second, if you start looking at cymatics and sound and frequency and vibration and form, the fastest way we could possibly change the collective would be to be broadcasting Mm -hmm. um conscious conversations flooding the airwaves so Mm -hmm. that's part of the future vision of where this is Mm -hmm. all going is to create more community to network to get all of our voices like speaking Mm -hmm. more and more and more not from a place of being experts but totally from a place of like humility and vulnerability of we're just walking our path we're just sharing our story and that's it Mm-hmm. The power that that possesses is just really so profound. So I know that the next part of the story is just where it gets so juicy and so exciting because yes. 
um, you went from everything that you've shared to that transition point and then what you've created since then has been like, again, nothing that I've ever seen in real life. I, I mean, how unfortunate is it that <laughs> we're, you know, living in one of the wealthiest nations on earth and yet your story is so rare. So mm. if you can just take us on that next leg of the journey, I think mm -hmm. everybody's just chomping at the bit to hear what came next. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, you always say so many poignant things and I'm always like, ah, oh, so I'm going <laughs> to, and I don't want to speak over you. So uh, let me just say a, uh, a few things. Yeah. Um, you know, it is so true about conscious, well, not only conscious conversations, but just the frequency of sound mm -hmm. and the power of sound. And I, I don't love that. I'm going to say this. Cause I was like, Oh, I've watched a show on Gaia. No, I don't know what show it was. No, I don't <laughs> like, but okay. I remember them and there are studies and maybe you'll one will ring a bell, but like it, one person talking positively about something or someone it can be recorded quantumly on the other side of you know of something that has an impact mm -hmm. and um that there i know that's like really lame and high level but um there are you know even just with the study of water when you speak kindly into water when you speak horribly into water you can literally see mm -hmm. how the vibration of those words positively or negatively impact so can you imagine the collective when we're all just celebrating ourselves yeah. and like you said we're not experts but just i think more people will also as we more people awaken we'll just crave more conscious conversations and just real talk so i think that's going to be really exciting and so so going back to my story i will just tell you everyone who is listening kind of that for my dad dad's conversation to this workshop. It was like four months of really focused work. And I didn't make more money, but I had more money in the, my bank account. I was feeling lighter and freer, but like my physical life hasn't changed that much. I was still living in the same apartment, same job, same New York city, whatever. Um, but I was feeling different. Yeah. So then it was time for me to close the door on my New York chapter um, after six years. And with, and I think this abundance journey really helped me um, at that time, I made a decision to move to Seattle, Washington. I didn't know anybody there. I just felt that that was where I needed to go. And so I packed everything up and moved out. And knowing I had to, I had the opportunity to recreate myself. And it was another expensive city. I have a really good, uh, <laughs> just was like, let's keep the challenge going. And, um, but it was incredible. I was making more money at this job, this new job. I was starting to feel a little bit more hopeful. I had my, it's the first time I was ever living by myself in a 550 square foot apartment, okay. super small. <laughs> I don't know what I was paying for it. Probably like 1700 yeah. in Seattle in 2017. Um, but it was my space and I got to do what I, with what I wanted. And I was slowly like furnishing it. And, um, I, I go to LA cause I'm on the West coast now. And I'm like, Oh, I can visit my friends on the West coast. It's so much easier. So I go to LA and visit my friend and, um, they told me that they had invested in something like 10 years ago and it, uh, paid them back really well. They said they just got word that, um, 
it was a successful investment and he was getting paid a lot of money. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. And this friend was like, well, but I'm also very aware of your situation and how much you've been struggling with your student loan debt and New York and all of this stuff. And I would like to help contribute to paying your debt down or give you some money to help pay for your debt. And I was like, what? Like I, it was really emotional. I was like, I, this friend is very generous, but I, I still, that's like above and beyond. And it's like, who, who does that? Who, who does that? Cause it wasn't like, oh, here's a thousand dollars. It was like, how much credit card debt do you have? And I was like, so embarrassed. I was so <laughs> embarrassed that I felt like he was going to shame me because that alone had racked up to, I think about 16 or 17 thousand dollars yeah yeah. um and I remember him being like oh okay well that's a little more than I thought (laughs) and then um and then they offered to give I think pay like put twenty thousand dollars towards my student loans and over the next couple years uh gave smaller increments towards it and got it down to a really manageable thing but I was like Oh, oh, like I like this might sound weird to people, but I was like, I did that. Well, I co-created that with this person, right? Yes. This person was the messenger. Yes. This person was the way in which this abundance came to me, Mm -hmm. but I also created that. I also did the work to call that in, to clear space, to know that I'm worthy, to trust the universe that could come from anywhere. And this person even said, I completely forgot about this investment. I thought it had failed because I hadn't heard anything in about a decade. Wow. And so they were just like, also surprised because out of nowhere, they were notified that they had like tenfolded their investment. Wow. So I want that to be a lesson of like, I, I, I had to go through some like weird feelings of like kind of taking mm-hmm. self-ownership and being okay and proud that that happened between the two of us. Cause we both were in alignment to give and receive with that. And right. um, so it was kind of the start of a big shifts in my life. Um I worked for a couple of years, fast forward, I got laid off right before COVID. Um, and that was really scary because even though I, at this point now had disposable income and I was starting to save, I was starting to invest, not a lot, but enough to uh, make me feel hopeful. And it was for the first time in my life when I was living in Seattle in about, I guess, 2018, I started to feel hopeful about my future. And I will never forget the night I was laying in bed and I was looking on my mint I think it was using that app mint um, that tracked all your finances that I was $2 in the green. My net worth was $2. (laughs) Yay. And I know, I know, but I like literally, I think I legit cried because I was like, I'm not in debt anymore. And I, it is only up from here. So Yeah. And there's no shame in that. And there's no shame in being a net worth of you used to be $120,000. Now you're 80, now you're 60, now right. you're negative 40. Yeah. I mean, it is all going in the right direction. But um, 
anyway, I just wanted to throw that tidbit out. Uh, $2. Um, nothing is uh, like menial, like nothing right. is, everything has a beauty and purpose. And if we are willing to look at it that way. Um, so it really springboarded me. And um, in 2020, I got laid off uh, right before COVID, like I was saying. Yeah. Definitely triggered more layers of fear, money. What am I going to do? Well, then we went into COVID and then I was like, oh, the whole world is shutting down. Great. Huh? Whatever. So then I had to remember what? I am the creator of my own life. I am in charge. Um, yes, feel all the things. Uh, there's good medicine in that. Um, but what are you going to do about it? Like you did this once now is another iteration <laughs> of the same story yeah. and to kind of just re-meet yourself and re-meet the situation. And, um, I started doing this work called it's totally possible. And where I just think of all the possibilities and it's through one of my favorite spiritual teachers. His name is Kyle Cease. He has greatly impacted my life in so many ways, and it just helps you get out of the limitations that our mind has because of whatever we've experienced before, whatever society tells us. And I was writing down 50 possibilities a day mm. of what could happen from, uh, you know, getting a free coffee. I always say this finding a, or you can be random. Like today, it's totally possible today. I'll see a green shirt that I like, or <laughs> I find $50 on the street, or I get a call from a long lost friend, or mm. it, it, there's no right or wrong. Um, and it's just to get your mind open yes. and saying, yes, universe, I'm available to whatever beauty, uh, and threads that you're weaving up there that I can't see. Cause we have to remember that the universe is a much more creative creator than our human experience. And that plus, um, some affirmations like I work less and make more. P I, people want to hire me for my authentic self. Yeah. I think at that time, you and me were starting to do envisioneering sessions or uh -huh. what we're turning into where we just kind of dream forward about our life in six months or a year. Um, and so fast forward a couple months into COVID, I got a freelance gig in advertising mm -hmm. and I've always heard how lucrative that could be. And um, I remember being like, how do I even price myself out? Like, I think that's just also something so interesting that a lot of us in the nine to five world, because uh, spoiler alert, I'm a nine to fivers uh, back <laughs> into that game. Uh, stay tuned. Um, like that's one mindset of like, oh, I know how much I'm worth salary wise. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're doing right. hourly and you're doing it all, you're like, how do I price myself out? Mm -hmm. That's really intimidating. And I also will say there's so many great resources out there and don't hesitate to ask people because I would straight up ask people, yeah, what do you, what's your number of like friends to like help me out. And so we can't be afraid to ask and please let's not be afraid to share because it's really going to help inform people, especially when they're doing something for the first time. Mm -hmm. So I was able to set my price at a, at one thirty an hour, yeah. which seems ridiculous, but it's also low in some degrees and you can make it's our, my industry is really fun and hilariously lucrative. And I say hilariously, like it's freaking advertising. Uh, but, um, 
if you hit it right, you can, you can make a lot of, uh, abundance and money in it. But so I got, I got set up with a freelance gig that lasted 13 or 14 months at that rate. And I literally was working less and making more people. I was hired because of my authentic self and, um, wasn't, didn't mean I wasn't working hard. And yes, I was right. working 40 hours a week, but the stress of it was different. And, the just the vibe and what I was doing was not as like frenetic. Right. Um, and also I was doing it at home talking to no one cause it was COVID. So maybe it also <laughs> felt <laughs> less stressful cause you were just, uh, Pretty by yourself, sure. but that was, I know that was a lot of me talking, but it was just, I really wanted to get that story and that big financial gift and that, how that springboarded. Cause that was the first time my life physically was different was about nine months after I started doing the work. And then, um, a year, about a year later, I went from, I think I was like, I think I left New York city making $86,000 or $85,000. And, um, I don't even know what that is hourly, but I, and I, and I'm being very blunt with my numbers and this is weird for me too, just so you know, cause like saying it one saying it to me, from me to you is one thing as a friend and I, and then me being like, whoever ever listens to this, even if they know me, they're like, what? So (laughs) I, you know, I thank you because it's medicine for me too, to kind of walk the talk. Right. So, um, so to about a year later, I was making that hourly rate. That was just, uh, kind of, of we'll get into the next chapter of that, but that would really shift in my life for sure. Yeah. And I just wanted to like recap a couple of things. So first of all, just if you guys are like really paying attention to the timelines of this, it's interesting when you're going through the journey yourself, I don't Mm -hmm. know why it just feels like it's taking forever because you're there, (laughs) right? You're there, you're in the moment with yourself and you're just like thinking this is going to be this long drawn out process. But my experience as well is that, you know, nine months to a year, that's actually like Mm -hmm. a pretty quick shift in my opinion to change something in our consciousness and then witness it be reflected back in our reality and going back to some of the maybe more esoteric part of this was that the internal work was done for you to no longer resonate with holding debt. And Mm -hmm. I want that to like really land for people. It's something I'm still working on with myself because essentially debt is just energy. It's our abundance being held on the outside of us. It's our wealth being held by somebody else because we've placed our point of power on the external. So that's a whole other topic, but essentially what you did was you reorganized and recalibrated Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. energetic output. And like you said, the universe is so indifferent. It's like looking for all the ways it can possibly make that a reality. Just to show you that you are the creator, you know, bring that evidence. So the fact that it all lined up that way to me is just such a miracle that Mm -hmm. that can even happen. Like, thank you for being such an expander to myself and everybody who's listening that if you do the work, 
and you no Mm -hmm. longer vibrate and resonate with a certain experience that it can just be plucked and removed like very, very quickly. And I've had similar experiences like that. And then the other piece that, yes, really thank you so much for this conscious conversation, because part of that is the honesty and it is the Mm -hmm. truth and it is the speaking of the numbers. And I know not everybody's comfortable with it, but it was something that was so painful to me growing up because I never had anybody sharing that data with me. And so I felt very lost and very confused. And like, when you met me three years ago, I thought I was worth $10 an hour because that's how unlike connected I was to my value and to my worth simply because there was no conscious conversations happening around this topic. And then, Mm -hmm. oh boy, that's come like, I don't know, multiplied by however many times to such a different reality simply because I saw myself differently. So that's what I want to thank you for is being that transparent and that willing to share because those numbers absolutely matter you know, we don't know what we're worth. We just, most of us have no idea. Um, and speaking it with so much ease and so much grace and like (laughs) no shame or guilt or fear or anything is so empowering. And for any of you who can't quite do the math, I think it ended up being like a quarter million in earnings (laughs) for that year or something around there. Yeah. And I remember, I just remember you yeah. sharing that information with me, like hoping it didn't trigger me. And like I said, like I shared at the intro, that was mm-hmm. literally maybe one of the coolest things I'd ever mm-hmm. heard in my life. I'm thinking, I actually know somebody who has, is commanding that in the world. Mm-hmm. And it just exploded my mind mm-hmm. to what was possible. And then as we'll, you know, probably wrap up towards the end Mm -hmm. talking about the cyclical nature of (laughs) of money it's just like everything else like nature Mm -hmm. it breathes in and out and there's ups and downs and so I know that both of us have had that experience of like the trajectory going up and then maybe plateauing and then maybe coming back down and just Mm -hmm. riding that wave with trust that it's that it's okay and also using it as information Mm -hmm. and data for us to just work out the next piece of the puzzle for our self-worth so you guys whoever is listening to this my hope is that the word money the energy of money becomes a source of pleasure for you at some point in the journey because I know for most of us it's been a source of pain Um, so however long that transition takes and not that it's always pleasurable for both Nicole and I, there's still lots of opportunities Mm -hmm. for pain, but the tolerance of that journey seems to strengthen our ability to create. So I know we'll, we'll get into this next phase of what life has been like since creating all of that and then maybe getting to your plateau moment and just sharing mm-hmm. with everybody kind of what that looked like. Yeah, absolutely. And um so I that was so this was all kind of happening during COVID. So it was really weird. Like one part of my life was really expanding. Um, even though I felt like my whole all of us felt like our whole world was like constricted. <laughs> and um 
mind you, I just want to mention my experience in New York was all about survival. So I, when I would talk about like money habits and money health, I, I didn't have any of that in New York because I didn't feel like I had the option to right. budget or do that. Seattle, I was budgeting and saving and, you know, learning to invest well, but still not fully owning it, but just, but definitely more, but not, I guess, in full confidence. Mm -hmm. And then as I started to find myself just being um, in this freelance position, it was a lot of money. It's like grossing $20,000 a month. And then you have to educate yourself on like taxes and paying yourself and like saving because you don't know in freelance world when you might not work and you got a buffer and yeah how you should invest in all of this stuff. And so, um, and this was when like crypto was coming more coming in the mainstream and it was like 2020 and all this stuff and, and gold and silver and all this, all these different types of narratives were happening in the world at that time with COVID. And so I was trying to make these decisions to warrior up and make these decisions that made sense to me, even though there was still like definite layers of that. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was at least trying. Yeah. So I'm, there's no right or wrong, but yeah. it, I would still just encourage people to find people that you resonate with um, on social or in real life and just ask them questions about financial health and literacy because it really makes an impact and I am still learning it. And, and you'll see how I'm kind of in this next, in this next part. So fast forward, I have a 14 month gig. I make a nice chunk of change. I am saving it and investing it in different things. And then I was asked, or I was told that, um, that freelance position is no longer available. Would I be open to a, a full-time job? And I Kat, you're here for this. <laughs> I had such a hard time. There was fear on the other side of like, okay, I'm not going to have a freelance job. Uh, I, like I didn't even think about like living off of my earnings. Like mm -hmm. I was still in the fear of, well, what if I don't, when's the next time I'm going to get a job? Because I never was, I didn't practice the freelance life that much because I was lucky in the sense that I had one, it was like, I had a full-time job for 14 months. Cause it was, yeah. I was always there and I wasn't willing to go back into the, um, discomfort of the unknown of where my next paycheck was going to come sure. from. And, um, and that's okay. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I made the decision to go back into, uh, full time. And I think, and in doing so I lost, um, over a thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars of income, you know, for an annual salary Yeah. and which is also okay. Mm -hmm. However, I think one of my biggest takeaways, cause I was making that amount of money. I didn't have the intentional energy like energetics of maybe like clear intentional dreams for the universe of like where this money is go, why I'm calling it in and how I want to use it. And I want, right. I want this to be saved. I want this to be invested. 
I am in control. I'm in, in empowered. I've got this. I can receive this amount of money. Mm-hmm. No, I was like, I was scared and intimidated by this amount of money. I had my dad who's more traditional and his, how he, you know, invests and do, does all that. And it's a little bit old school. And then I have my, my side of things, which is definitely not traditional. And, and I just couldn't find that balance. And I didn't have the right resources that really kind of were speaking my exact language. Mm-hmm. And so I fumble, like I fumbled around a little bit. And then I, I, like I couldn't hold that frequency or that amount of money anymore. And so that came in form of um, taking the full-time job. And I think that's a really important thing to pause on because I created it, but I couldn't hold it. And, um, and, you know, and I still have had to, or in that process have had to uh, go through my own, I don't say shame, but just kind of like heal through that because it's, and give myself compassion because that's a very, and oh my God, guys, I know. Oh, boo hoo, Nicole, you couldn't hold <laughs> 200,000. I'm not even saying that. I don't care if it was going from yeah. a th- $10 a month to a thousand dollars a month. I couldn't have the stability to hold, um, that amount. So I think that's also another important lesson in abundance and, when we are rising our frequencies and our around that and in our worthiness and our stuff, there's a lot of financial health stuff that goes along to support that. And I know you're going through working on that a little bit. I don't know, actually, if you want to, I would love for you to build on that part Mm -hmm. before I kind of finish this up, because it's really important. I agree. So essentially what it breaks down to, at least in my experience, is I'm finding again that money is just a mirror. It's just a tool. And what are our actual values? Mm -hmm. And so looking at your experience, what I find so fascinating is that you kind of, it's like the universe opened up to you and kind of forced you into an unstable situation. And you know, you're a a manifester by human design. So, oh my gosh, you guys, when this girl Mm -hmm. wants to manifest something, it's like, you know, out of the ethers, it appears. (laughs) And it's so fun to watch. But I watched her, I think we met about a week before that you uh, got let go. I got laid off. Mm -hmm. And then I watched that whole process. And then literally you speaking those words of what you wanted to create and then it appeared and I just was like wow this is so fun to watch and witness and um, I think from my perspective the only thing that changed was that all of a sudden you were given another like fork in the road of a decision to be made And there's something really valuable about a peaceful nervous system. This is something that I'm really, Mm -hmm. really radically changing my life around right now, because I know that maybe in your perception, you're seeing yourself as that you weren't able to hold it. But in some ways, I think that what you did was you made a decision that was in alignment with your Mm well-being and that you were no longer, you were just no longer wanting to tolerate the fear that comes along Mm. with like building the faith muscle because there is that aspect and unless we unless we really are very like fine-tuned with how to self-regulate man is it a big cost 
So that's kind of how I saw your story differently than maybe how you saw it was that you were making a a very aligned decision Mm -hmm. that was in your best interest. And will you recreate that quarter million a year? Absolutely. Will you create a million a year? Absolutely. Like that's very clear to me that you're going to align with so, so, so much more. And that part of your journey was to go through the ups and the downs so that you can start fine tuning and like focusing in on the dials of what you value. And so that's kind of what my takeaway is with my own ups and downs because they've been so extreme and so quick and so dramatic that like you said, sometimes these changes happen so quickly, we don't have the education to know know the first thing of how Mm -hmm. to responsibly handle something. So then what do you do? You just, you default to whoever you are and then you get to see yourself. You get to witness yeah. how it all plays out. And you guys, numbers are so transient. Like they're, they're going to fluctuate no matter what. I mean, yes. I have yet to meet somebody who has like ever felt like they're at that place where they've made it. And I watch a lot of content around this topic because I find it fascinating that there's people that have $6 million in the bank and they still have fear and they still don't sleep at night. So this is much more a journey of our internal experience and, Mm -hmm. and our values and aligning with that. And then just using money as a way to check in with ourselves and as a way to create. So, and, and to share and to take care of ourselves and to take care of others. And so I feel like you and I have had such great results However, we're still at like kindergarten. We're still like at a super baby, baby level. Yes. How exciting because there's so much more to unravel and there's so much more to explore. And I'm like, oh, I, I feel like we've arrived at the at the starting line and what a cooler place to know mm-hmm. that we're going to live out the rest of our life exploring this amazing topic because you think of abundance and prosperity and what is it? It is creation itself. So yes. of course it's fascinating. Of course we love it. It lights a fire inside of me. Um, as I'm guessing it does to you and anybody else mm-hmm. who's listening to this, because there is a reason that we are here right now having this conversation that is going to be broadcasted over the airwaves. It's going to reach whoever it's meant to reach because all of us have a very similar soul mission. Mm-hmm. which is to shift consciousness into prosperity consciousness for so, so, so many reasons. The number one being getting people out of survival. And, yep. the, and the reason that's so important is until you're out of survival, you don't even have a chance to access your frontal cortex, no. which is your creative mind, which is the part of you that came here to create and and offer your gift to the world Mm -hmm. you simply won't have access to it until you can get out of that survival state so that's another reason that I'm super passionate about yeah this podcast and these episodes is even if it's like turning the dial just a tiny tiny bit every time that you listen in on a conversation if one little piece changes And then you find yourself in a new place next month, six months, a year from now, five years from now, I think you're going to be incredibly surprised 
at one, how powerful you are, and two, at how fun this experience can be and how fun the community can be around mm-hmm. taking this on and seeing what we can create and seeing like, oh my gosh, can you even imagine the amount of geniuses and entrepreneurs that are going to start showing up and really solving serious issues that we're facing right now and like what's on my heart is how can these conversations start to set more and more people free literally to be set free from anything that is draining their life force and taking up Mm. their precious time and their gifts and like keeping them from their calling and yeah I'll, I'll share more of this in coming episodes but I just I personally got set free recently and my whole universe has changed because all of a sudden it clicked that, you know, we're chasing the wrong thing here. We're chasing, <laughs> we're, we're chasing yeah. this thing called money and it just clicked. Oh my gosh, money is just the symptom of a way of thinking and our values. Mm-hmm. And anyways, for me, it became very, very clear the value of setting myself free and helping to set others free so Mm. that we can absolutely step into what it is that we signed up for when we took this avatar body and we took this life because we sure did it for a reason. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we're here having this conscious conversation about it, oh gosh, a few years ago, I couldn't have even imagined. No, no. So I'll kind of like let you come back and and share any key takeaways from any of that Mm -hmm. and kind of just wrapping up your story to like the next chapter, but but mostly like, what can you leave the audience with to Mm. start to start to change their tune and start to resonate differently Mm -hmm. with this, with this topic, even if it's just a little bit more peace of knowing of knowing that this is a game that they can play and that Mm -hmm. they can have support with yes I would love to because when you were talking I was so many things were coming in and one of them I wanted to go back and just like make it very clear that you know yes there was fear when I got laid off and anybody who when you don't have a job or you're let go or fired that's just a a redirect for the universe. And so like the universe will keep having your back and don't, Mm -hmm. I don't say don't, because it is okay to have human emotions and experiences and go through that process. But sometimes a no or certain is just a divine redirect and just Mm -hmm. there's something on the other side. And one thing that Kyle Cease says that I really sometimes I'm like, Kyle, cause he's so right about it. When I still get in my own way, he's like, the reason why it's hard to let go of something is because you can only measure what you'll lose. You can't measure what you'll gain. And so a lot of us are scared to let go of a comfortable job or a whatever, or a job that you love, but you know that you love the people, you love what you do, but you know, you could be making three times the amount or whatever it is. You don't want to disappoint people. You can measure what you can lose, but you, if you just like create that space and that's where the faith and the surrender walk in 
just like you don't know what's on the other side, but like it's gonna be more like not even like I'm not saying like more money, but it's gonna be more like more fulfilling, more yeah. in alignment to your dharma, to your path, yeah. more expansive than what you're doing now. And there is pain in that, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I encourage people lovingly to say yes how you can because I really appreciate your reflections, Kat, because also. There is this balance, I think that is important to have because, um, I really honor people who jump without a parachute <laughs> and are just like, are just in it for the trust fall. And yeah. <laughs> seriously, I, I, that's amazing. And you know what? Most of the time it works out really well. And I just wasn't able to do that. So thank you for reflecting. So I'll say it has been, cause I still have a full-time job. So um, it has been a two years since I've gotten back into a uh, salary life, uh, life force, uh, <laughs> job force. Uh-huh. And, um, it has been supportive for my nervous system as I've healed and expanded in other ways. Yes. And it's funny because it's like, I want to mention that, you know, it's not a, like trajectory rocket ship it's going to be kind of like we said like this maybe plateau maybe go down but it's like the stock market of like it's gonna trend up but it's not going to be a straight line and so sometimes like right now i've had financial hate it's not stability but perceiving wise (laughs) yes because it's a (laughs) full-time because i've been working on other parts of my life or receiving or expanding in other ways and that has been helping me grow and get clarity on what I do value and how I do want to continue to use money as a tool. So wanted to share those reflections. And, um, you know, if you've had any whispers, just literally start listening to 10, 20 minutes of something a day and just see where that takes you. Mm -hmm. Tell the universe, universe, what would it take for me to feel more free? What would it take for me to, uh, you know, meet someone that could help me with my financial health, like just be open. Um, so I, I would just encourage people to find those small moments. I would say, just start with little things and just give yourself grace and the right people are going to come in your path. And we are one of my favorite quotes that I'm using with a friend right now. It's really sweet to me is uh, it's a Ram Dass quote. Uh, we're all just walking each other home. And I believe that we are, especially during this time of awakening through these podcasts, through these conscious conversations, I love every single person that I have never met yet, you know? Um, and I hope this helps and I can't wait to be inspired by you and your other guests and other people that I I will never meet, but they impact me. So we're all, we're definitely all in this together. Yes. Yes. So perfect. And so well said and perfect spinoff to kind of what the bigger picture is. So the company I own is Envisioner Studios and there's going to be some different layers to that. But the one that I'm working on with the podcast is the dream into being. And I actually spent all of last year, as you know, in beta phase, just testing out all these different ways to host experiments and community events and kind of like cherry picking and getting to know myself of what, how I like to serve. And the beginning of this year, uh, 
my life was just all about getting super simple and um, managing my energy properly so that I really could just figure out what was the one thing for me to put my energy into. And so I know for right now that it's definitely the podcast and then in the future will be live events and, uh, or online events and community mm-hmm. building. And part of that along that journey is the invitation to all of you out there, all of the listeners, because I think what's so magical about what's being created here is like the synchronicity of there's a lot of us that have been kind of in the in-between of like letting the old go and moving into the new experience of life, but we're still growing our wings. We're still stretching. We're still exploring, but that space is so potent and it's so powerful. And it seems to be easier to relate to somebody in that space versus somebody that's at the top of the mountain yelling down, like what's possible. Mm -hmm. And so that's, one of the intentions of the show is to start to create and collect more people in that space, sharing their story. And so if any of you out there that are listening, have a transformation story of in your abundance, your own personal abundance experiment, and would like to come on and be a guest on the show, I would absolutely love to have you on. And I'm making this really, really easy. I know not everybody likes being on camera or even wants their uh, name out there. So I'm kind of giving a bunch of different options. If you want to be on camera and use your name, great. Or if you want to be off camera and do audio only and use a fake name, no problem. It does That part doesn't matter to me. It's more getting our stories out there flooding the airwaves with these conscious conversations and creating networks. And, you know, maybe we'll do like some monthly Zoom calls to start getting to know each other or something. I'm not exactly sure where that's going to go quite yet, but I'm super fascinated by starting to really focus my own energy in. And, you know, I know my story, I know Nicole's story and a handful of other people's, but I would love to have just vast Um, Mm -hmm. access to like case studies of all kinds of people in different places in their life. And I mean, it could be a transformation story about manifestation. It could be about a connection, like, you know, creating your soulmate uh, relationship, life partner. Um, It could be a healing experiment of, uh, you know, that's something that I'm personally going through as well. Um, it could be the kindness experiment. If you're, if you've created a charity organization and you want to share that story, um, I think, oh, and then, or it's, if, if you're a creator and you're an entrepreneur and you want to share that story of going through the transformation, I would absolutely love to have you on and share your story with the world because it matters. It's absolutely to me, if I could pick one thing that has consistently changed my life, it has been immersion with Mm -hmm. hearing, seeing myself and others Mm -hmm. and having community around me to support it. And so the value and the power of that is so tremendous that that's where all of my energy is going to go into more and more opportunities for all of us to share and connect. So 
Thank you so much, Nicole, for being my number one, my, <laughs> first, my first guest in this adventure. And Thank you so much. Of course, it makes so much sense because, yeah, I mean, again, three years ago, I was in such a different place and the universe just connected us uh, mm-hmm. at the absolute right timing for both of our lives to just you know, go on this next adventure together. So I know there's going to be many, many so more. Grateful. Yes. And um, I'm sure we'll have lots of requests to have you back on the show <laughs> because I love, I think one of your gifts is authenticity and vulnerability and transparency. And it's such a gift and you have this magical ability to validate mm-hmm. others and their experience because that's really the only thing that matters. Is yeah us trusting ourselves that we, that we are having an experience and that we are validated in it. And so that's such a gift that you offer to me and to everyone. We'll go ahead and wrap it up here, but I wanted to give you a moment. If you have any last words of inspiration to our audience today. Ah, I will just say, um, if you can give yourself permission to be exactly where you are, um, in this now moment, because there's medicine in that, even if it is you're in victim mode, um, may this, if at anything, you're not ready to hear anything beyond that, that is okay. Cause we have planted that seed of love mm-hmm. and it will come alive, you know, when it, when it's ready and keep asking, keep looking for those expanders in your life look at who you're surrounding yourself with what are you consuming um it is all totally possible for for every single one of us and um if you are called to come on this podcast i would encourage you to also be a seed planter (laughs) yes and um it is and again just whatever is comfort because there's billions and billions and billions of people on this earth and cats podcast can't reach them all. My story can't reach them all, but like, that is why we all need to collectively come together and share our story because that is also how we find our soul family. It's like literally an audible beacon of frequency that's going out into the airways Mm -hmm. and like the right people, like catch that wave and are like, Oh, there you are. I've been waiting for you for the last, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, whatever my whole life. And so please, we owe it to each other because I really, it really, um, I read this, like it is kind of a disservice to others when we don't speak our own truth. And I am so cat, you know, saying this to myself because, um, that is something I'm still working on. So thank you for the opportunity for me to step outside of my comfort zone and use my voice, use my truth. And, um, thank you. I love you. It's been so cool to see you the last three years go from how I met you to this. (laughs) You used to be on, um, all on me about a podcast and I'm slowly getting my act together with that. And here you are, like you're doing it. And I'm just, so I'm like, yes, like you are so powerful and I'm so grateful that, um, I sent you this the other day that the universe conspired, uh, for me to put us in each other's lives and very grateful. And I love you. And thank you so much. Yes. And congratulations on your podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and yeah, just a, another seed to plant to all of you that are listening out there. I think that's actually the bigger 
my heart's desire is like, yeah, okay, great cat, do your thing, create abundance, whatever. Like that's not the end of the story for me. The end of the story for me is to offer support and encouragement and community and anything I possibly have to give to get more and more of us to say yes to this call. Like I want tens and thousands of us that have been maybe on the sidelines for a while to start stepping into the arena and doing it together. Like it doesn't have to be scary. Like, can you even imagine us doing this three years ago was like not even a thought. <laughs> yeah. And here we are today. It feels like normal life. So yeah. just to encourage all of you out there, if it is something that has been on your heart, knowing that there will be some form of community and support as we go along to help create that. Because again, the vision that I got was the the key to creating this new reality that we're all so desperately seeking and connected to. The most powerful way to do that is to flood the airwaves with conscious conversation. Mm -hmm. So you know who you are. <laughs> if you're <laughs> listening to this and something in you is earthquaking right now, <laughs> this message is for you and that you won't be alone and that you'll have mm -hmm. so much love and so much support. You'll actually be the opposite of alone. And um, that's what I'm just absolutely the most excited for. And man, I'm telling you, my entire life is reorganizing itself to make me available. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> to step into this <laughs> right now. And I'm so committed and I'm so excited. So Again, thank you so much, Nicole, for being my first mm. passenger on this ride. And I know many, many more to come. Mm -hmm. Sending you all so much love out there. And oh, I will leave my uh, email in the description box. So if you want to reach out and book a time to come in on the show and be interviewed, you can reach me there. Um, otherwise, sending you all so much love and abundance and blessings and prosperity. And hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye. We love you.